welcome and welcome back and thank you guys for listening i'm seeing the analytics growing and it makes me super happy it's games from the black podcast and have you seen what paypal is doing oh my god it's going to the moon we have been waiting for this for so many years bitcoin ethereum bitcoin cash and litecoin four coins remember what was happening with binance when they listed new coins huge pumps no think about paypal announcing new coins <laughs> There are some horror stories out there with PayPal and most of them are true. If you ever try to sell Bitcoin for example and get money through PayPal, if PayPal knew that, it was Instaban. Now what does this mean for blockchain gaming? It means that all these people who have internet connection and a PayPal account almost the whole world can easily purchase cryptocurrencies with the security of PayPal and there are going to be a lot of them buying their first crypto and if you do that you have done the first step then you can easily get into blockchain gaming get into the art space get into anything that uses non-fungible tokens MCH coin. Remember my crypto heroes? The number one blockchain game for what? One year? This game is phenomenal. Pixel art. Made in Japan. Really successful pre sales. They seem to do the MCH Plus ecosystem, which is gaining some attention, and they are securing partnerships with many popular anime studios and bringing on the blockchain big mainstream titles. MCH token owners will have a say in the governance of the game and Crypto Ingot, a new in-game token will be exchangeable for MCH coins. And to our guest for today, Julian Sakowski, founder and developer of Synergy of Sera. A blockchain-based trained card game with something different. See you right after, guys. Enjoy. Julian, welcome to Games from the Block. How are you, mate? Hey, Josh. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me. We have been talking for a while and, you know, I always wanted you to come on this podcast and talk about Synergy of Sera because you guys are doing something different from the rest, trading card games, is that right? Yeah, it's, it's great. So, uh, yeah, we, we definitely try to uh, create something uh, different and also very, like, original. Mind talking to us about your game? What is it all about? Yeah, so to have a, to have the very short answer, we create uh, something we call a deck building trading card game, and um, what that means. So 
Like, um, if you're into card games, I mean, we talked before a little bit and you said you're not so much into card games, but I'm sure you know trading card games like Magic the Gathering, uh, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! and uh, whatnot. So, um, we come from, like, let's say the physical world, so we are really into these um, card games we played in our teenage, like Pokemon or Magic, and now we get into, like, the digital age so they are also like all the digital card games and there are actually a lot and there are also a lot of great games but um yeah we felt like okay they they basically all go the same direction it's like almost the same kind of game over and over again <clears throat> and we thought about okay can we actually create something new and um kind of solve some problems that we see in the card game space so um What's the main difference is that we combine a deck builder with training card game and people who don't know deck building games, um, like a really good example is the game Dominion. Uh, maybe I explain it real quick. So the, the, the main mechanic uh, in a deck builder is that you create a deck while you are actually playing. So if you take uh, Magic, Magic the Gathering, for example, you have a deck of uh, a specific amount of cards. Uh, you already have a strategy in mind that you want to play in the game. Uh, you start, and uh, then you try to beat your opponent by pushing this strategy, right? Go on. And the, the difference uh, in our game is like you, you start with a very, very small amount of cards, like 10. And each turn, you have the choice to buy some cards that are in the middle. So um, we have something we call the river. So each turn, the river will refresh with new cards, and you are able to buy these cards into your deck while you are actually playing the game. Wait, wait. And what do you mean buy these cards? Do you buy the cards with uh, money or with uh, the points? We have like two um, game currencies. Uh, we have something. Uh, well, let's, let's talk in terms of uh, other card games. Like in other card games, most of the time you have uh, mana. Mana points that you can spend to actually play cards. So we also have that. We also have that. But then as a second resource, we also have um, something like gold coins. And you can spend these uh, each round to get new cards into your deck. Right, so you have a you have a limited amount of uh, gold coins per turn. You have a limited amount of uh, mana per turn that you can use to buy and to play cards. And then the, the longer the game goes, also these resources increase. So the deeper you are into the game, the more cards you can play, the more cards you can buy, and uh, have a like heavier strategy and combination. So basically, I earn the gold points while playing, right, and they don't stack up. Exactly. So you like, let's say in the first in the first turn, you just have one gold coin. So you can only buy a card into your deck that costs one gold coin. And then the second turn, you only already have two gold coins, and like they refresh each turn. And uh, you, you cannot take them into the next turn except you play like a effect card that allows it. So one element is mana, which is typical in tough CG games, and the other one is the gold coins that you use to upgrade your deck while playing. Right. Yeah, so basically uh, each turn you buy more cards and your deck grows bigger and bigger. And um, th the next interesting part is that um, 
you, you you play your deck over and over again so in like traditional trading card games um if you are through your deck like uh you even lose the game or something right for us it's like you, you start with a small amount of card and each turn you draw five cards you play the whole turn you play a few cards uh you buy a, a few cards and then at the end you discard everything you have and then you draw another five cards for the next turn. So you run through your deck really, really quick. And when the deck uh, is cleared, you just shuffle everything again and start over. What's the end you buy to end the synergy of Sarah? What's the cost? Yeah, so that, that's that's really important for us. It's, it's um, free to play. And uh, it's not like a symbolic free-to-play. We actually want to make it free-to-play so that uh, you cannot just enter for free. You will get already um, a diverse selection of 90 cards that you can just use for free. And um, you don't have any barriers uh, where you have to pay anything if you don't want to. And um, we also really focus here um, to not create a game that is heavy on pay to win. And the, the, way, we do, the way we do that, uh, which is uh, like, I think a very unique feature that no other game has is um, while you're playing, you're actually sharing your card pool with the opponent player. So there's no advantage in the game at all. It's, it's like 100% fair because each, player has the exact same cards to use while playing against each other okay wait so i have 10 cards and the opponent has 10 cards also yes it's the same cards it's it's kind of like a starter hand that each player has the same cards and then uh we have uh like a pile of cards which comes from your personal collection so let's say we both play against each other we are allowed to uh, take 100 cards into the game each. But before the game starts, these 100 cards are shuffled together. So we have a pile of 200 cards. And these will be the cards that are um, showing up in the river in the middle, where you can uh, spend your gold coins for. In a previous conversation we had, you said you aim to make Synergy of Sera a play to win game. How are you going to do this? Also, you answered to me that we want people to be able to win without spending money. Yeah. Does this create a situation where you can win with a lower quality deck and win much more expensive cards? Mm, that's not really the point, but um, if, if, you, if you take, uh, if you consider like the mechanic I explained before, the, the, the point is that there will be stronger cards, of course, like cards that are also uh, way more rare, so they are harder to get. But um, if, 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 if one person goes and spends a lot of money to get these really rare and strong cards, he still will not have uh, a big advantage in the game because your opponent can also buy these cards into his deck, right? So there's no player who has an uh, actual advantage in terms of strategy our idea is we really want the player who's strategically better uh who can create the more complex and effective synergies and strategies on the fly to win the game 
Okay, I get it now. So using gold coins, I can buy cards from for that particular match. Yeah. Yes, it's yes, it's only for the match. So of course the ownership still sticks to the player who brought the card to the game. But for this match, you you, you can buy whatever you want. It's sneaky and tricky, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's it's it, it it's the part where, where where people are most excited about, and I think it's really necessary in this space because uh, yeah, right now I mean, don't get me wrong, there are so many great, really great card games, uh, which I also enjoy enjoy a lot. But uh, yeah, there was a point where you said okay, that would be really cool to to try it actually and uh, see how. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the goal really there is to have a one hundred percent fair game. And to see who's the, the the person who can come up with a better strategy. So don't let don't let people win who, who just have to show off more money, but actually have have the person win who has better better uh, yeah knowledge about the game and can come up with better strategies and synergies. <clears throat> yeah. So right now we um sell. Two times, uh, two types of um, kind of car packs, which in our game uh, are called crates. And um, I mean, we are like fairly early in the process, so um, you can already buy crates and kind of like support the project and uh, support the idea if you like it. Um, but it still will take some time until uh, you're able to open them and actually turn the crates into cards. Um, and then there, there will be a point where we start the, uh, close alpha. So basically if people are interested in the game already, um, they can buy crates. We have a price structure. So who enters early gets the crates, uh, cheaper than, uh, maybe if you buy them later and, uh, you're also signing up to get entry into the uh, closed alpha very early. Do you sell cards right now? Yes. So the the tiers is what, what I was talking about. Like um, we have, um, so we really have a heavy economy for the game. Like I mean, I also like playing, but I, I like as a kid, I really really loved trading and collecting more than actually playing. And um, so we we also really focus on the economy there, and that means we uh, limit the amount of crates that we sell. So basically, we we are like hard limit the amount of cards that will be in circulation from a specific set, and um, the transcendent crates they include um, uh, new cards to play with. So beside the ninety cards you can start for free, there will be um, sixty additional cards in this transcendent crate set. And um, there's a, only a limited amount. And depending on how many sold already, the price uh, you have to pay to buy one crate will increase. So like uh, now we are in the first tier, it's the cheapest price you, you get, it's just a $2. And when there is um, a, specific, a specific amount sold, we will get into the next tier and the price will increase. So pricing doesn't reflect to the quality of the cards. One point that is really, really important is like uh, we have the philosophy that um, we prefer to now kind of prove 
Um, that's the amount that there is. That is the price structure. Everything is transparent and uh, people can make up their own mind like if they buy and when they buy. But like th there won't be any discounts in the future ever. So we kind of ha already have the discount because if you buy now, you, you kind of get the discount already, right? So people really know what they get. Julian, why Matic? Why Matic? Um, yeah, I think um, that's quite easy to answer right now, uh, especially recently. Um, so in the beginning, we also uh, focused a lot of, uh, on Ethereum blockchain. But uh, obviously now, uh, like gas fees increase so much that like many games really had to stop operating because nobody could pay the fees anymore, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that that really wasn't the solution we are looking for. Um, so our goal there actually is, um, I mean, yeah, we use blockchain technologies, and we want to take many of the benefits from it. But actually, we don't want our players to have uh, all this knowledge about it, to have uh, extensions, to have cryptocurrency, and everything around that, right? So we, we really have the idea we create a game. And we, we don't want our players uh, to require any knowledge about it and, and whatnot. So we chose Medic because um, it's way, way cheaper to use. And what we actually do is every everything in our game, the players don't have to own cryptocurrency. They don't have to pay any fees. So we use uh, something which is called meta transaction. So for example, if somebody buys a crate now and they want to transfer it to a friend or trade it with a friend or sell it, they can just do it over, over uh, the Synergy of Sarah website. And they, they don't have to own any Matic. They don't have to pay any fees for the Matic network. Like we, we do it for our players. What type of non-fungible tokens are the cards? Yes. Um, so everything we use is uh, ERC1155. Uh, so um, actually the crates that you can buy are already fungible tokens. So yeah, from day one, you're able to, to already own them, trade them, sell them, whatever you want to do. And then the cards also will be uh, yeah, the 1155 NFTs. I'm in love with 1155, I have to admit this. And tell me, Julian, can players make money by playing Synergy of Sarah? Yeah, so... Um, the, the, the like we have a we have a very competitive game right that's why we say hey we, we want the player who has a better strategy uh win the game and uh, that makes it really really challenging like you, you can't you kind of cannot cheat the system just by paying a lot of money right you need to be the better player and that's why our main game mode will be kind of a ranked ladder system and uh, even if you don't spend any money, um, you, you're just a better player, you can win games, and then you will uh, like increase your rank. We will have seasons where we uh, share a prize pool at the end with um, like a specified amount of people, which can be, uh, let's say, okay, Everybody who gets in the top 
the season will receive money from the price pool. And depending on how high your rank is, the more reward you will earn. So you can completely enter uh, play for free. You, you don't have a disadvantage in winning if you're good with uh, strategy. And you can theoretically get to the top rung and uh, have like a reward from the price pool every season over and over again. Last question for you. Where do you see blockchain games? five years from today <laughs> wow um yeah so i mean it is it's a very new field of course but uh, i mean you, you you're following along as well right and um if you just look at it what happened like in the last two or three years uh which almost is the whole history of blockchain gaming it's 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 evolving like crazy really crazy and i think kind of like each year had it uh kind of um specific challenges and uh i feel like that right now we we come in this um i don't know it's 2020 already but maybe next year where like people figure out hey if we uh, want people to adapt to it and 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 see the potential and and also have players like enjoy all the features that, that it can actually provide, that we have to um, that we have to solve all these like technical barriers that I was talking about before, right? Like you don't want all these um, fees anymore and plugins and um, just have it simple, like you know, like have a game that you cannot. Um, distinguish for like let's say a normal game right so we have normal games and blockchain games and you will not see the difference anymore that's that's where it will go or where it's already going like i mean we do that and already other successful blockchain gaming uh, companies they do it already and it works really great so i think in five years we won't have these discussions anymore okay we need a scalable blockchain we need to solve these uh <laughs> barriers for players to enter all that it will be gone like it will be solved and i think uh yeah especially in five years for sure there will be um like big players like big game companies to also um create their own blockchain games i mean there are a few already like entering the space like atari or uh, blue byte and in five years i think there will be way way more uh, also bigger companies and we will see triple a titles and yeah what not and one, one one thing I'm, I'm really interested in is um like the the space of the uh, metaverses so that we have this yeah whole virtual world and th th that's like the part where i'm most curious about right um i i also wrote an article about that topic it, it kind of uh, do you know the movie uh, ready player one yeah it's a great movie and uh i mean it's mainly about that that people start to live more in a virtual world than the the reality <laughs> and um i think that that's yeah i i think that's where it gets really interesting right and i believe that uh technically it would be already possible um I, i'm not saying it, it's good or it's bad it's just super curious how to see how how yeah, humanity evolves in this digital space and i think for this one specifically blockchain um is a solution to make it possible at all i know where this is heading in the end we are going to become vegetables in virtual world
Yeah. Yeah. The game development advice I had. Oh, that's a tough one. So um, it's, it's just for my, it's not, not an advice that I got or anything, but it's just my, my personal experience. Um, just go do it and, and, and play around. I mean, I think creating games is like a creative process and you just have to, I mean, you want to create a game which is about playing. And I think the, the people who create the game should be also very interested in like playing, right? I mean, I mean, not actually playing the game, but playing around creating the game, right? I mean, um, I, I think we all agree that, for example, kids, they play a lot. And kids are also the most creative people on earth, I would say. So yeah, be more like a kid and play around and, and that way you can create something uh, more creative and, and more amazing than uh, yeah anything else. Thank you, Julian. I hope to see you again when the game is out. Yeah, really enjoyed it. And uh, I hope to see you then 2021. <laughs>